Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I'm so glad you guys are here with us. If you join us online, thank you for tuning in, and I pray that we bless you today in your in your living rooms with your family, or or maybe you're in your car, or maybe you're at work, wherever you are. I'm I'm glad that we can have the opportunity to bless you today. But as many of you guys know, uh, Pastor Derek's out of town this week, and uh, because he's out of town, he's actually in. Uh, Largo, Florida with our other campus, right? Come on. Isn't that exciting? He's actually out there right now getting to put hands to the plow, really doing the kingdom work, right? And the cool thing is, is that we are a part of this. We are getting to do this kingdom work and recognizing that the church is not just the four walls around us, recognizing that we are the body of Christ, the hands and feet that move for the kingdom of God. How great is that? That's pretty great. All right. But because he's gone, I get to bring the series to you guys. Gather around. Gather around. Now, the cool thing about Gather Around is that this is a series about stories. And boy, if I am not one for stories, I don't know who is. But I remember growing up when I was a kid, we used to go camping all the time. It was one of my favorite things to do because I knew I was going to get time with my family. And we would go camping and we'd bring some board games and, and we'd go and we'd make f- campfires and cook hot dogs over it. And one of my favorite things we'd always have, my dad would always get a can of corned beef hash so we could make it over the campfire. There you go. And some people know what I'm talking about. Corned beef hash. You know what I'm talking about? For real. The, the, the cat food kind that when like you open it up, it's like... Into the, into the skillet. You guys know what I'm talking about. The good stuff, right? <laughs> and, and one of my favorite things is we would always tell stories around the campfire. And I remember when we were kids, we, we had one of those uh, uh, pop-up tent trailers, right? You guys know those ones? The ones where, like, if there's too much weight on one side, you're, like, afraid that the tent trailer is going to, like, fall over, right? If a good gust of wind goes and knocks the whole thing over and you're rolling down the cliff, right? Now, I remember we were all really little, right? And and my dad, he would always, we we all so little we could all fit on one side, right? And my dad, he would come and he would lay with us and, and he would tell us stories. And he would tell us stories about Bobby Zipperhead. Okay, he might as well have been called Bobby Knucklehead because this guy, listen, I mean, Bobby Zipperhead did not go on adventures. He went on misadventures, okay? This guy was always getting into trouble. And the funny thing was, it was hilarious. And I mean so funny that sometimes we would be laughing and crying and your stomach would hurt and you got to pee because you're laughing so hard. Come on. You guys know what I'm talking about. And we all wanted to be a part of it. We all wanted to add little things into the Bobby Zipperhead saga, right? And so every time we would go camping, we'd do more. And now here we are years later and I've got my own kids. And we love to go camping. And we love to build a campfire and cook hot dogs and and s'mores around the campfire and tell stories. And I'm not the only one that tells the stories. My children want to jump in and tell stories about their long-lost brother, Paul, that uh, got eaten by a Spinosaurus. Yeah, they're little, okay? (laughs) But we all like to tell stories. Stories is this great thing that's been around forever, right? Before there was writing, before we wrote things down, they had to tell the story of what happened with Adam and Eve and what was going on there. 
in order that eventually, of course, the Holy Spirit had a lot to do with that. Eventually it got written down, and now generations later, we have the Scripture. We have the Holy Scriptures, and it's amazing because it's testimonies. It's just full of testimonies, stories of God's might. Listen to what Psalm 145 says. It says, generation after generation stands in awe of your work. God, your work. They stand in awe. And each one tells stories of your mighty acts. One generation proclaims to the next, right? And so Jesus, the one who was there at the beginning, he decided it's time. He humbles himself. He comes down to the earth. And what does he do? He tells stories. He tells stories so that the people could understand and hear the things of the kingdom of God. We call them parables because we're like, whoa. I mean, like Jesus' stories are legit, man. Like it's not Bobby Zipperhead, okay? Like we're talking like legit stories that we need to hear. And the great part about this is that Jesus really gave us one story that kind of started it all, like one that would help us understand all the rest, and that's the parable of the sower, right? It's a parable that Jesus actually explained, and, and that the gospel writers, the Holy Spirit was like, yo, you guys have to make sure that you include this, this explanation that Jesus gave us. Why? Because, well, Jesus said that if we can understand this scripture, if we can hear this parable, we'll be able to hear all the rest. So, I think the parable of the sower is pretty important. <laughs> so let's read it. Mark 4, verse 1 through 8, okay? Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables. And in his teaching, he said, listen. Now, whenever we see an exclamation point when Jesus is talking, it might be important for us to pay attention, right? Okay, so he says, listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly but because the soil was shallow, but... When the sun came up, the plants, well, they were scorched, and then they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Now, I just imagine because Jesus was telling a bunch of stories at this time. I just imagine the 12 disciples, they're all kind of like, do you have any idea what he's saying right here? I have no idea what he's talking about. And they're over here like, yo, hey, Peter, what's up? You, you got this, Peter? No? No? Okay. Okay, that's not great. Hey, John, come on. You're, come on, you're poetic. Like, you're, come on, John, you know. And they're all like, no, 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 no. But they're like, okay, there's a whole bunch of people around here, and we don't want them to know that we don't know what Jesus is saying because, you know, we're Jesus' followers, so, you know, we... We got to know what Jesus is saying here, right? So they wait until they're alone again. And they ask Jesus, they say, what, is it, what on earth did that parable mean? <laughs> and Jesus said, here's the deal. 
there's, I paraphrase, guys. I don't know that. I mean, maybe he said here's the deal. No, it's a paraphrase, guys. Here's the deal. It's not a hearing thing with ears. It's not a seeing thing with eyes. It's a receiving thing with heart. Okay? This is what I'm talking about here. And he says, here's the, the meaning of this parable is this. The seed is the word of God. That's what he starts with. The seed is the word of God. So if the seed is the word of God, the seed equals the word of God, then the soil is our hearts. Okay? The seed is the word of God. The soil is our hearts. And if we understand that, about that, that foundational element about this parable, then we can actually understand the rest of it. But because Jesus really wanted to make sure we understood it, he explains it. He really explains that we have four different kind of hearts, right? There's four different kind of hearts. The first one is the indifferent heart, right? The hardened heart. Then you got the opportunistic heart, the, the rocky one, the rocky soil, right? You got the preoccupied heart, which is the one with all the thorns in it. And then you've got the attentive heart, which is the good soil. We have four, there's four different kinds of hearts, four different things, four different ways that we go appro about approaching God's word, right? So check this out. Let's look at the indifferent heart, the hardened path. Jesus says it this way, the seeds that fell along the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their heart and prevent them from believing and being saved. This is the person that hears the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ but doesn't want anything to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I don't want, I don't want any, I, I don't need any of that, no thanks. You, you know these people. Maybe you were one of these people. Maybe, maybe you're kind of stuck in that place where you are this person right now. Your heart is so hardened that you won't even let the seed break the surface. So the seed sits on top and Satan comes over and he goes, oh, hey, you don't need that. Good job. Way to go. You're so hardened. Maybe it's because of pride. Maybe it's pride. You think we harden our hearts because of pride? Absolutely. If you don't want to hear the word of God, I've gotten this far on my own. Who needs God? I've gotten this far on my own. Or, but, but maybe it's actually quite the opposite. Maybe it's the opposite way. Maybe you've done things like really horrible things. And you wonder, how could, how could a God of love want to forgive this. I see no value in your pain. Reality is, is that God does want to pour in you. Why do you think we all share the good news when we do? Why do you think he gave us his word to break through the surface? Because he wants you. He wants you to be a part of what he's doing. But when we harden ourselves, we block it out, the seed just sits on the surface, eventually to be picked up and carried away. I don't want that kind of heart. Next, we've got the opportunistic heart. This is the rocky soil, right? Jesus explains it this way. The seed, of the, rocky soil, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last 
They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Rocky soil. Boy, um, if anybody knows about rocky soil, I'm pretty sure Coloradans, we get it. <laughs> Come on now. This whole state is a rock. <laughs> no joke. I, I, I remember my parents bought a house in Black Forest a few years back, and that is like a dream of mine. If I can live in the forest and I could, I could listen to the trees blowing in the wind, and I could listen to all the critters and the birds, and, and, and I could smell those fresh pines every day. Man, it sounds like a dream, right? It, it is, right? This is a dream. And they bought this house, and I'm like, oh, man, I want a forest. I live in the middle of suburbia, right? I got, I got houses everywhere, right? I got one tree, and it's not looking great. Like, it, it could be better. I don't have any grass. That's a, that's a fact. But I'm, I, I'm like, okay, hey, you know what? My dad has to mitigate his land. He's got to pull out all these little trees, and he's got to, you know, clean it all up. You know, fire prevention. Pre- prevention. Hey, that's a word. Uh, fire prevention, right? And I say, hey, you know what? Uh, I got no trees. I'll take some of your baby trees and maybe I'll transplant them into my yard. Great idea in theory. <laughs> so I get, I go and I help him out. I grab some trees, throw them in the back of my truck, and I bring them all back to the house in the, in the middle of suburbia. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, okay, here we go. I got all these trees. I'm excited. I'm going to plant a forest right in the middle of my neighborhood. Nobody will be able to see my house. It'll be awesome, okay? All right. Clink. Oh, well, that's, uh, okay, that's, that's a little harder than I thought. Okay. Clink. Oh. That's right. Clink. Okay, this is, okay, this is kind of, jo- this is a joke, right? What is it, what's happening here? Okay, so I'm there for like 20 minutes trying to get this hole going. Okay, I finally make some headway, but it's because there's so many rocks in the soil. It's so rocky. And then I'm finally, I'm like, okay, it's been a long time at this point. By the time I get this tree in this hole, it has been like an hour. I'm not joking. This is one hole. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So I put it in there, kind of, you know, cover the tree up. And I'm like, you look great, man. Forest is going to happen. And then I look back at my truck and there's 12 other trees in there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, no, that's going to be horrible. This is great. This is great. So I spend the rest of the day trying to dig holes. And I will tell you that each one is shallower and shallower and shallower because it's exhaust. There are so many rocks in this soil. It's impossible. It's impossible. First snow, first snow happens a few days later, knocks down, I lose half of the trees. Because their roots were so shallow, because I was too tired to dig anymore. Their roots were so shallow that they got knocked over, and their roots came out of the ground on the first snow. Horrible. So I lost half of them. So now my yard looks crazy, because I got like seven trees in there, all scattered. No, no rhyme or reason. And then eventually, over time, they all die. Because they can't break through the rocky soil. The roots can't actually get any grip. They can't integrate with the soil. So all my trees died. There is no forest there. <laughs> there is one almost dead tree. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's how that ended up. But here's the thing. If you guys go hiking, and this is the best place to go hiking, right, in Colorado, you go hiking, you see this all over the place, right? You see these little rock divots, right? Where, where a little bit of dust like blew into this rock divot, right? And then one seed like 
lands in this tiny, like, little shallow, little tiny uh, piece of dirt, right? And then eventually, and it goes, hey, a bush. And you're kind of, and, and all of a sudden you go, oh, oh, he's dead. Because uh, he comes right out. The bush came right out because oh, he's got no roots to hold him in there. You can you grab these bushes and pick them up and because they, they, they won't hold fast, right? There's nothing to keep them in there. They have no roots. And so we also see, like you see it on the side of cliffs too when you're walking. Come on. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. When you're hiking in the mountains, you see these side of cliff trees, these little scrawny little trees, like, trying to, like, hold on for dear life to the side of a cliff, right? And they're, like, they're, they, they, their seed, like, landed just on the ledge of a cliff and just holding on. You see the roots, like, hanging because their roots have nowhere else to go. And they grow up real fast. And then you see all the, like, beautiful pines around, and you're, like, wow, you look great. You're struggling, bro. <laughs> and, and you look at these trees, and what's going to happen? It, this tree, as soon as it snows, that tree's going to get too much weight, and he's going to go, pew, off the side of the cliff. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be the physical challenge. Sometimes the thunder shakes it just enough to knock. A thunder, this is, it's not even physical. It is wor- it's like words. It's sound that will shake it from its perch, and it will fall away. This is, the kind of, this is the kind of soil that we're talking about right now. This is a person who's excited about, excited at first to hear the word. They're like, ooh, cool. Get out of hell free card. I love it. <laughs> I'm there, right? Or maybe it's a little more. Maybe they get really excited and they're like, and they go and buy a new Bible, right? They're like, yeah, I got me a new Bible. How about that? All right. And everybody's like, wow, look how, look how how much he's transformed. That's amazing. But then a couple months down the road, they bring their Bible to school or work, and somebody says something rude to them. It's like, a Bible? Why are you got a Bible? And then all of a sudden, you don't hear from them. You almost never see them again. Because as soon as any pressure or anything came against them, they gave way. They didn't have the roots, right? They weren't rooted in the word. Maybe, uh, maybe you had a boss <laughs> that's kind of a kind of a jerk. You're like, why would God give me a boss that, that's a jerk? Or, or maybe your grandpa died, or maybe you lost your job, or maybe you're failing a class. Something hard is going on, and so you walk away. These are the people who say, "Oh, I tried that whole Jesus thing; it didn't really work out." They don't recognize that it's not a Jesus thing. They don't recognize that this is a relationship with the God of the universe, the king of all kings, the God of angel armies, the alpha, the omega, the, who was there, who is here, and who is to come. It's a relationship, and we are designed to develop and nurture relationships, especially the relationship we have with our Creator. They don't recognize that, and we have to spend time doing that. If I don't spend time using words with my wife, our relationship's not going to grow, I'll tell you that much. Our relationship's not going to grow. If I'm not spending time in God's Word, getting to know Him, getting to know the way that He loves me, getting to know the way that I should love Him, 
then our relationship will not grow. That's the facts. I cannot be rooted if I am not in the word. Facts. Then we got the third kind of heart. Preoccupied heart. Now, Christians, <laughs> all Christians, if you're listening online, if you're here in this room right now, please hear these words before you get all excited about, oh, I'm not in those ones. Be careful because this might be the one that gets you. This might be the one that gets you. The third one is the preoccupied heart. The soil with thorns. This is how Jesus explained it. The seeds that fell among the thorns stand for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Before you start thinking to yourself, oh, I've been in the church five years, ten years, fifteen years. I've been a Christian forever. Does your faith look very much the same as it did the first day you came to know the Lord? Have you grown at all? Where are you? When was the last time you took a step and actually grew? Do you get in the word and feed your soul the way you feed your body? You look at bodybuilders, right? These guys are jacked, like, massive dudes, right? Their muscles are like bigger than my head, which is ridiculous, I know. But in order to do that, in order to get to that point, in order for them to get that big of muscles, they feed themselves ridiculous amounts of food. And even more so, they, they feed themselves the right kinds of food. What are the seeds that you are letting penetrate your soil? What are the seeds that you are letting get in you? Flipping, I love it. <laughs> the Bible is God's word, and it's what is supposed to help us get to know him better, love him better, and grow closer to him. If we neglect or ignore the word of God, we neglect or ignore our relationship with God. Does that make sense? It's a hard truth. It's a hard truth because a lot of us go, ah. Oh, Pastor Zach, I don't have time. Who has, I don't have time. I don't have time. Find 15. That's so hard. Who has time? Time, 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 time. I've used those same excuses. All right, let's be real. Time. So let's, let, I got an illustration for you guys. This right here, word of God, right? The God-breathed, spirit-breathed, Word of God so that we can get to know him better and grow in love and faith and our relationship with him, right? Good? We all get that? We're all with that. What do I got right here? <laughs> oh, man. I really should have thought about that. This is a heavy bag. All right. I got this giant bag, and this giant bag is a bag full of distractions. Now, oh, I did have to borrow some money. Thank you, Andrew, uh, because who has money anymore? Um, but, <laughs> but money, oh, man, isn't it? That could be serious distraction, money, right? 
Come on. How many, how many times do we go, no, 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 I got to go, I got to go to work. Like, I got to go, I got to, I got to be at work because I got to make the money because I got to, we got to feed our kids. We got to, you know, we got to do all these things. We, we use a lot of good reasons to go and work hard and, and make money. But then we also go, well, you know, but also I want to get that promotion, right? Because if I make, I get that promotion, then I'll have more money. And then, and then a lot of people will be like, and then I can like be more generous to God. Huh. Huh. Uh-huh. Like, uh, that's a heart problem, bro. <laughs> that's a heart condition, okay? But oh, if I make more money, I can be more generous. But oh, what else? What else? Let's see. What, what else can I get in here? Um, ooh, 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 ooh. I know what I want. Um, if, I, if I make a lot of money, ooh, I can get this really nice house, right? And we can get the, like this really nice house. Like it's so nice. You don't even understand. There's like four bathrooms. You don't even get it. Like, and they are like super updated, Okay, and they're really awesome. Oh, what, what else? What else? Um, oh, oh, and my yard is going to be the best. It's going to have green grass. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Those guys, I mean, come on. Spend some time on your lawn, okay? Uh, ooh, 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 I know what else. If I get a lot of money, I can have the coolest truck, okay? I can have, hey, okay, look, I recognize that this truck looks a lot like the one that I have parked in the uh, parking lot, okay? Don't judge me. I know. I see it, okay? I'm recognizing it. God often gives us things that we need to hear when we need to preach. Okay, all right, so, so I got this awesome truck, right? Okay, um, oh, but you know what? Maybe I don't want an awesome truck. Maybe I really need that really fancy sports car, the really fast one, and it's like really cool, and it sounds really great. Or, or maybe I re- need that really luxurious car. That, that's what I, re- it's a need, obviously. Needs, wants, it's a need. Come on, let's be real, right? Hmm. What else do I got in here? Well, uh, I'm got, we talked about the yard, right? I'm going to have a forest, by the way, uh, throwing that out there. How about, uh, ooh, the latest in technology. That's what I need. Let, let me see. Oh, 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 look at this bad boy. Woo! Oh, man, this thing is on. How long has that been on? Oh, yeah, some Beat Saber, right? You know what I'm talking about. Come on. I could be in here for... I could be in here for days, man. This is like awesome. You guys see this? I don't even have to do real life anymore. This is great. Greatest thing in technology. That's what I need right there. That's, 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 that's pretty cool. Let's throw that on there. Hmm, let's see. What else do I need? I better move this. This is going to get crazy here. Hmm, how about sports? Anybody in here like sports? Yeah, okay. Let's see. What else we got in here? Oh, the Broncos. Yeah, that's what we got right there. Some some avalanche here, yeah, that's sick. Okay, now we're talking. We got some hockey fans in here. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Oh, hey, God, it's baseball season, so I'll see you in a few months. Okay, <laughs> I'll see you in a few months, God. Don't worry, I, we'll, we'll get back to it. It's, it's all good. It's all good. We'll get back to it. Um, let's see what else we got in here. Uh, ooh, does anybody like video games? Yeah, come on, let's go. We got a PlayStation in here. Man, did you know there's a new PlayStation? That is so awesome. That's great. And they're with an Xbox controller, so you're not going to be playing that later. Uh, let's see. What else we got in here? Uh, ooh. Oh, some of you guys are going to like this one. How about this? Who's got a tablet or a phone? Oh, man. What do you look at on here? What do you spend your time on on here? Politics? Reading up on politics, 
Some of the young people are all about the stock market right now, huh? Spending all your time there. Let me get you guys with another one later. Don't you worry. No, no, no. You know what, Pastor Zach? Here's the deal. No, no. I got to do this, this one thing. Like, I got to do it because, like, it's for my health, right? Like, it's for, like, like I'm working on me right now. And, like, I really got to put a lot of effort into it so I can get jacked and ripped and yoked, you know? Like, really get crazy. So, so I'm going to start working out like crazy, okay? I'm going to start working out like crazy. And then, ooh, I hope that doesn't break that. Who cares? Okay. Oh, but you know what? Because I'm really ready to get jacked, I, you know what? I'm going to start doing two-a-days because I got all the, I got no time, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start doing two-a-days and working out. Oh, you know what? Ooh, some of you guys are really going to like this one. Parents, how about kid activity? How about that mess, huh? I know, she looks really cute in it too. No, but <laughs> how about kid activities? Come on now. Are you hearing me right now? And before all of you guys freak out and go, whoa, Pastor Zach, you just said like everything in my life. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. God should be first. Don't we understand that God should be first? What's the first? <laughs> Not that. But you pull out your phone, start playing on Facebook, Insta, Face, Gram, Chat, Twitter thing. How many hours do you spend doing that? How many hours do you find? How many times do you find yourself three hours later after a YouTube rabbit trail? Y'all laugh because y'all know what I'm talking about. Tell me, tell me again that you have no time for God. Please tell me. Because when I look at this and I look at all this stuff and I go, where is God? Where is God? Where, where did I, where am I valuing God, my relationship with God here? See, it's so important though that we take the word and we pull it out from all these things and we put it right on top. Let this be my precedent. Let this be the first thing I do when I wake. Listen to this. I, you know what? I didn't even have this in my notes, but uh, it was just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It says, sow your seed in the morning and at evening. Let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed. I can't tell you. I've been waking myself up at 5.30 every morning for the last several weeks. Why? Because I'm crazy? No. <laughs> no. Well, partially, maybe. But because I was, I was like, God, I'm at my wit's end. I do not know what to do. I do not, I, there, I cannot figure out why I do not have enough time to spend time with you, to work out, to go to work, to spend time with my children, to spend time with my wife. All these important things. God, I do not understand why I do not have time. However, I started waking myself up, getting up nice and early, 5.30, before the sun. <laughs> right? Getting up, getting ready. And the first thing I do, I make sure my study is done. Because it's priority 
number one. And if it's priority number one, that's when we end up with the attentive heart and we start to bear fruit. And the word starts enveloping everything else in our lives. Because not all of these things are bad. Even video games. Some people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Even video games. In fact, video games can be great. A lot of people use video games to actually connect with people and play and have fun together and develop relationships. Working out, it's good for your health, believe it or not. (laughs) Some of us are like, no. Making money, working hard is a good thing. Because yes, in actuality, the more I have, the more I can give. But again, that's a heart condition. That has to be right first. Sports can be a good thing. Can be a great way to connect with people. You have to understand that all these things, they're not bad. Your children learning activities, playing sports, learning how to play on a team, learning how to overcome obstacles and challenges in their lives, learning how to lose Learning that their parents will encourage them even when they do. Learning that their parents got their back and they will help them get better. All of these things, they're not actually bad. But they're not actually bad if we have them in order. If God comes first in our lives. And that's where the attentive heart comes in. The attentive heart is the good soil, right? I'm going to leave this mess up here. That's great. <laughs> the good soil. See, we got the prayer. Uh, uh, one of the psalmists uh, said this prayer. Turn my eyes away from worthless things and give me life according to your word. That's, that's a life I want. I want the life that's according to the word. Jesus explains the attentive heart like this, the, goal, the good soil. As for the good soil, there are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with perseverance. With perseverance, we can produce fruit. If we persevere, if we continually grow, if we are continually being rooted out by Christ, (laughs) letting him get in, we could do far more. The attentive heart is the one that hears the word and then continues drawing nearer and nearer, not letting go. Drawing nearer and nearer, not letting go. Don't let go. This will in turn produce action in our faith. They recognize God's word, they receive God's word, and they live it out. They receive it, and then they live it. That's the attentive heart. And make special note of this word, perseverance. (laughs) Because this suggests that this is an ongoing process every single day. Every single day. Just because you're attentive, really attentive today, doesn't mean you're not going to be seriously distracted tomorrow. And the really scary thing about this, the really scary thing about this is that we can fail to be attentive. The really, really, really amazing and wonderful news of the gospel is that we don't have to stay as hardened soil. 
You don't have to stay there. We can have new life. We can have regeneration. We can have transformation. But really, we got to start and figure out what soil are you? What soil are you? And be honest. Have the prayer of David. God, search my heart. Search me inside and out, even in the places that I don't want you to go. Search me in the places that I do not want to go myself. Root it out. That's becoming soft soil. That's letting God get in. Identifying which soil you are is going to go a long way in determining the condition of your heart. And moreover, your relationship with God. This is a daily choice. Look, I know what soil I want to be. Does it mean I'm there every day? Sometimes I'm not. Can I be honest with you guys? Sometimes I'm not. I have hard days. Just like everybody else. But every day I'm going to try to soften my soil. Because I want God to get so far in there. I want him to get so deep in there that his roots... Grab onto every piece of it. You know those potted plants when you pull them out and the soil all comes out with it? If somebody tries to rip God away from me, I want to be that attack where they cannot take it, where I cannot be separated from the love of God, not even one iota. That's the kind of soil I want to be. Are you willing to be soft soil? Allowing God to break into your life, growing deep roots to bring transformation and reward and goodness. It takes faith, it takes focus, and it takes perseverance. But let us not forget, let us not forsake getting in the Word. I'm going to give you this quote from J.I. Packer, and then we'll pray. And I love this quote. He says, the healthy Christian has a sense of God's presence stamped deep on his soul. Deep. The roots have grown deep, right? He trembles at God's word. He lets it dwell in him richly by constant meditation upon it, upon the word. And he tests and reforms his life. How he lives out daily in response to it. Let's pray. Father God, remind us, center us, focus us. We know that your word is your God-breathed truth, your word, the word of the most holy, the word of the mighty, the word of the alpha, the omega, Holy Spirit, center our hearts. Break us asunder. Let us not be soil that is so hardened that your word cannot penetrate, God. Let us have ears to hear, hearts that are open, eyes to see. Let us put first things first. Because as you say, God, your thinking is higher than our thinking 
when we think we know the answers, when we think we don't need you, when we are filled with pride, rip it anew. Search our hearts. Remove those things. Anything that we use as excuses. Turn our eyes away from worthless things, Father, so that we can live life according to your word, in your will, in your way, so that we can share that love that you have shown us with all those around us in every aspect of our lives. Center us, focus us, and keep us on your path. Because your way is the way, the truth, and the life. Father, we love you. We praise you with everything inside of us. Keep us centered throughout the week. Lift all this up in your son's precious, mighty name, Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Let's all stand together.
Good morning, Gateway. How are you this morning? All right. Hey, let's all stand. We are going to worship this morning. We are going to press in and love on Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us online. Please join us worshiping at home as well.
please be seated and turn your attention to the screen. Thank you for joining us at Gateway Church. At Gateway, we want to help you take your next steps as you get closer to God. You can start by learning a little about us on our website at gatewaychurchco.org. I encourage you to get connected with us and tell us your story by completing a connection card or a prayer request, either online or from your seat back pocket. You will find a link to download our Church Center app. There you'll find quick and easy access to any upcoming events and serve opportunities. You can also partner with us by giving securely on our website, through our Church Center app, or by texting a dollar amount to 84321. Again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you're encouraged by today's message. Hey guys, I'm Pastor Zach. I'm the next-gen pastor here at Gateway Church, and I want to invite you to come out to the Starting Point class. This class is perfect for if you're new here and you're trying to figure out what your next steps in faith and your next steps in connecting and everything else here at Gateway, getting started here at Gateway Church. It's going to happen on March 21st at 9.30, which is after worship in the first service. So make sure you get registered on the Church Center app or you can go back to the information booth and they can help you get all registered up there. We'll send you out all the details. Make sure you know where you're going. And we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. You can get to know us a little better. Figure out what we're all about here at Gateway Church. See you there. Hey Amen. Well, good morning, Gateway, and good morning to our friends on social media. This morning, I will be taking up the morning offering. You know, our net, one of our next steps is giving. And someone asked me, well, is that just my finances? Yes and no. Yes, because it is about finances, but it's all about your time, your talents, and your treasures. I want to read a verse here. It says, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great one. If you want to get into God's presence, serve others. Be a giver. You know, there's something about being in God's presence. That is where you'll find peace. That's where you'll find love. That's where you'll find joy. That's where you'll find kindness. And I just want to give you a little secret. Your time, your talents, and your treasures, they're not yours. They're a gift from God. So all that you're doing is giving back to God what he first gave you that aren't yours anyway. Amen? Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to give into your kingdom. Thank you that by being givers, by being servants, we can be ushered into the presence of your great kingdom. We can stand before your throne room of grace and obtain mercy, loving kindness. Father God, will you bless those that are faithful to your word? Will you watch over and protect us? Thank you, Father, for the gifts that you've given us and accept them back to you. In Jesus' precious name, and everyone said, amen. Hey, let's all stand together. This morning as you walked through that back door, you walked into the Father's house. Amen?
just begun. Still you won't despise me, that's what my father does. Still you won't define me. Raise a high. 
Father, we raise our hallelujah this morning. We say praise the Lord, for he is worthy. You are an amazing God, and you pour out amazing grace day after day after day. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name.
on grace. Day in and day out. You call us to yourself. You say, I have what is best for you. Not the world, not all the distractions, not all the things. Come, rest with me, he says. In my amazing grace, Father, that is what we long to do, is where we long to be, resting with you, our Father, our King, our Savior. We love you, we praise you, and everybody in this house said, amen and amen. I'd like to invite you to please be seated. A righteous man once told a story. Of a seed given the right soil whose roots outshine its outward glory. Of a lost son whose sins and stains were cleansed by his father of all guilt and shame. Of a master whose mercies stretched far beyond his servant's willingness to forgive much lesser wrong. Of a Samaritan who refused to define good by the things others did in the culture that he stood. Yes, a man once told a story. So, gather round. Yours? still unfolding. Gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, I'll see you guys later. See you later, see you later. Man, look at all those preteens, man. Are you kidding me? Look at that. Come on, preteens team. Give some love for those preteens team, man. Back there serving those guys. I love it. Man, this it's growing. I love that. All right. So, uh, hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm so glad you're here joining us today. If you guys are joining us online, thank you so much for joining us. I pray that we can bless you in your homes with your children or, or if you're watching in your car or <laughs> if you're watching at work, wherever you are, I pray that we can bless you today. Um, Pastor Derek is gone this week. You guys know that. Uh, where is he? He's down at our campus in Largo, Florida, right? Come on. 
How exciting is that? We're doing the kingdom work, right? He is putting hands to the plow right now, getting ready, preparing for the rebuilding and the, and the refreshing process there, the relaunching process there. Lots of work to be done there. And so I'm here, and I get to, uh, I get to bring this new series called Gather Round. And uh, Gather Round is a series about stories. It's about stories. See, when I was growing up, we, we, we used to go camping all the time, right? Camping was like one of our favorite things to do as a family. We'd grab some board games, throw them in the tent trailer. We had one of those pop-up tent trailers, you know, the ones that are like really sketchy. Like you think you're going to like, like if a good wind blows, you'll like blow right off the cliff, right? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And, and you're like, oh, everything's moving. And it was really, it was great. We loved camping. And our, one of our favorite things about camping is that we would, you know, do a campfire and we would tell stories, right? And we, oh, you guys like this. We used to make breakfast every day too. And my dad, every time we would go camping, every time he would get a can of corned beef hash. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? Corned beef hash. Okay, some, you got, see, you guys know what I'm talking about. The good stuff, right? The one that's like cat food, right? The can, like you open the can and it's like, Woo! Oh man, yes. And you go, and it like splatters into your skillet, right? And you're like, and it's like horrible, but it's also delicious. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? So we would make corned beef hash, and, and, and we'd have fire, and we'd tell stories around the campfire, and it was always such a great time. I remember when we were still little, we would all call in a crawl into the one side of the tent trailer. I know, really tempting danger, right? Because, <laughs> you know, it's like, beep. Uh, but we were all crawl, we were all little, so we would all crawl into that one side of the tent trailer, and my dad would come over, and he would sit with us, and he would start telling us stories, and he would tell us stories about this guy named Bobby Zipperhead, and Bobby Zipperhead might as well have been called Bobby Knucklehead, um, because Bobby, he never made a whole lot of great choices in his life. Now, looking back on it, I'm pretty sure my dad, uh, you know, was Bobby Zipperhead, and he was just telling us stories of his life, but he didn't want us to know it, so he was like, yeah, let me tell you about Bobby Zipperhead, right? Okay, so Bobby Zipperhead, he didn't go on adventures, he went on misadventures. Dude was always messing up, and he was always getting himself in trouble. And we would always laugh hysterically because my dad would make it so funny. He's so animated. He would always make noises and things. And, and we would just laugh and cry. You know that laugh when you're laughing so hard that you got tears coming down. Your stomach hurts. You got to pee so bad because you're little and your bladder is so tiny. You know what I'm talking about. We would have so much fun, and every one of us would want to throw in little details about Bobby and how, oh, he did this dumb thing, because, <laughs> you know, we were kids, and, you know, our stories were super great. <laughs> and now, all these years later, I have my own children, and we go camping. This, this next generation, we go camping. We have a fire pit in our backyard, so even when we can't get away to go camping, we can still have a fire and we can sit around and we can make hot dogs and s'mores and we can tell stories. It's one of our favorite things to do. And the, one of my favorite things is that the kids always want to add, they want to tell their story. Ooh, is it my turn? Is it my turn too? Is it my turn too? And they'll tell stories about their long lost brother, Paul, who got eaten by a Spinosaurus. And you're like, okay, did not see that coming. Nice plot twist, sir. <laughs> well done. 
but we have a great time. Storytelling has been around since the beginning, right? Think about it. Think about Genesis, right? We have Genesis because they told those stories. They continued to tell the stories. And, of course, the Holy Spirit protected those stories eventually until we got it into writing. And then these stories were in writing, and they were handed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. And here's what the Bible says about this generational awesomeness, okay? Psalm 145, it says, generation after generation stands in awe of your work, God's work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. One generation proclaims to the next. See, Jesus was there at the beginning, right? And then he humbled himself. He came down to the earth. And what did he do? He told stories. He did works, of course, but he told stories so that the people could actually see and they could receive the news of the kingdom of God in ways that they could actually understand it right? He told stories. We call them parables because Jesus is so much better at stories than we are. And we're like, no, no, no. We need a, he needs a word, parables. That's important. His stories are so much better. And the cool thing about this is this series, we're going to start off with the parable of the sower. And the parable of the sower is so, so very important because Jesus, he tells us that if we can understand this, if we can receive this, if we can hear this and take it in, this parable of the sower, then we'll be able to understand the richness and the blessing that we can find in all the rest of the parables. Okay? So if Jesus is saying that, then I'm pretty sure that the parable of the sower is pretty important. Right? So let's get into it. So Mark 4, 1 through 8, again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were all along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables and his teaching. He said, listen, uh, side note, listen. If there's an exclamation point when Jesus is talking, uh, maybe we should pay attention, right? Right, okay. Listen, he says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell along rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because there was soil, but the soil was shallow. When the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and then they withered because they had no root, right? Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced crops, some multiplying 30, 60, 100 times. Now, Jesus continued, and he shared a bunch of other stories while they were there. And I just imagine all the disciples, you know, because they're Jesus followers, right? So all the disciples are like, yo, are you kidding? Do you, do you have any idea what that meant? No, I have not. Hey, Peter, what's that? Hey, bro, did you hear that? Do you understand what he's saying? No, I have no idea. And they're like trying to like be real quiet about it because, hey, hey, quiet. There's a lot of people around. You know, we don't want to like, you know, we don't want them to know that we don't know because, you know, we're Jesus followers. So we know, right? So a, li a little bit later, they get, they get alone with Jesus and they go, hey, Jesus. What on earth did that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? 
And Jesus starts to explain it to him. And he says, I want you to understand that when I said this parable, when I told you this parable, it's a heart condition, right? It's not, it's not hearing with your ears. It's not seeing with your eyes. It's receiving with your heart. It's receiving with your heart. Okay. But in order to understand the rest of it, let me put one thing down. He says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. That's pretty clear. The seed is the word of God. And if the seed is the word of God and the soil is our hearts, okay, we can now, we now have the foundation of this parable so that we can understand the rest. And the cool thing about this parable is Jesus actually took time and he made sure that we understood it. And the, and the Holy Spirit was like, hey, Matthew, Mark, Luke, guys, listen, you got to make sure you get that explanation in there because everybody needs to hear it. Got it? Okay. So Jesus explains it. That the seed is the word of God, the soil is our hearts. And really, he breaks it down into four different types, right? Four different types of heart. And we have the heart, the indifferent heart, right? The indifferent heart is the hardened path, right? We've got the opportunistic heart, the, the rocky soil, right? We've got the preoccupied heart, which is the thorns. And then, and then we've got the attentive heart, which is the good soil. So let's break them down a little bit. We got the indifferent heart, the hardened path, right? The seed that fell, and then the birds came and got it, right? Jesus explains it this way. He says, the seeds that fell along the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. This is a person that hears the good news of the gospel, right? Here's the good news that Jesus saves, but they don't want anything to do with it. Ah, nothing. No, 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 oh. Hey, 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 you know Jesus? Oh, whoa, huh? hey, Jesus, no way. I don't want anything to do with that. They've hardened their hearts, right? And maybe, maybe you have been in this zone before. Maybe you are in this zone right now. You've hardened your heart so much that you can't hear. You won't receive it. You, the seed is sitting on the soil because you're not letting it penetrate the soil. You won't let it even break the surface. You've hardened your heart. Maybe it's because of pride. I made it this far on my own. <laughs> Who needs God? Actually, maybe it's, the, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's the complete opposite. You've done so many things. You've done so many horrible, horrible things. How could a God of love ever want to forgive me forgive that so you've hardened yourself to yeah i'm not even won't even look won't even hear and satan he loves that right you got a hardened heart the seed comes the word comes and you're like nope and satan comes over and he's like Boop, thanks good job way to go his work is done because you've hardened your heart you've hardened yourself the second heart is the opportunistic heart now, this one seems a little better, right? Seems a little better. It's a rocky places, and Jesus explains it like this. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Boy, uh, if there's anybody in the world that knows about rocky soil, come on, Coloradans, let's go. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on. Hey, anybody in here got dead grass like me? Yeah. Okay, come on. Y'all know what a 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like we live on one giant rock, right? It's horrible. My parents, they actually, they, they bought a house in Black Forest a few years ago, and, and that's really, really, truly a dream of mine, to, to have a house in the forest, like, just a little shack, like, I don't, I don't need much, a little shack in the forest where I can hear the trees and the, and the wind blowing through, all the pine needles and, and all the, the critters moving around, and, and I can smell the pine when I get up in the morning. It sounds nice, right? It sounds real nice. This is a good dream. That's a nice dream. I like it. But I lived in suburbia. <laughs> so concrete everywhere and rock everywhere. Uh, who has rocks in their backyard? Everybody. We live in Colorado. Okay, so we've got that established. But here's the thing. My dad, he had to mitigate his land, right? So he had to get all those little trees out and all the brush and everything else uh, because, you know, fire prevention, right? You don't want to, you got all that brush. It's, it's good kindling. Uh, anybody heard of that? <laughs> and so he had to mitigate. And I was like, hey, I got an idea. Genius, by the way. Grade A right here. Um, I'll help you, and I'll take some of your little trees, and I'll put them in the back of my truck, and I will take them over to suburbia, and I will plant them in my yard so that I can have a forest, and nobody can even see my house in the neighborhood. <laughs> Love it. Great idea. Wonderful. Perfect. So I do. I grab it, and I get the trees home, and I'm like, yeah. I called 811, okay, seriously. Uh, smart, okay? Make sure your lines and you're not cutting gas lines. Whew. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, so I got, I got my shovel, right? And I go, clink. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's try this again. Clink. Oh, oh. Mm, okay. Well, not sure. Clink. Okay. Okay. Is it just all rock? That's not right. What is happening here? Uh, so I'm chipping, and I am picking, and I am shoveling. I spend an hour on the first hole, and I finally get this tree in there, and I go, good enough, and I cover it back up, and I look back over to my truck, and there are 12 more trees in the back of my truck. <laughs> Yay! So I start digging. I spend the rest of the day digging holes, shallower and shallower and shallower and shallower because I'm tired. This is hard. There's so many rocks here. The first snow happens a few days later, and no joke, I lost half of the trees that day. <laughs> snow comes, knocks them all over, and when the snow melts, their roots are all sticking up like this because obviously they didn't have any chance to go into the soil. I lost the rest of the trees throughout the winter. I was like, cool, way to go, forest. You guys did it. <laughs> Terrible. But, of course, I left all those dead sticks in my yard for like, <laughs> you know, a couple months because I was like, it's going to happen. Spring is going to come, okay? It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the, the soil was so rocky. They couldn't get anywhere. The roots couldn't get anywhere, so the trees died. They didn't, so I had one tree. Um, the one that was there by the, put in there by the builders, which was pretty much dead anyway. So, <laughs> so it didn't work. The rocky soil was terrible. You guys see this. If you guys like hiking, this is Colorado. We have the best hiking in the world. You, you go out hiking. You see this all the time on the rocks. You've got, you know, these little indents in the rocks. You know what I'm talking about, where like a little bit of dust kind of like flew into it, right? You know what I'm talking about? And then a, a seed just happened to fall into it, and you're like, nice, way to go, seed, you nailed that, and, uh, and then a little bush kind of comes up, and, and you're walking along, and you go, 
and you accidentally kick it, like literally right out of itself. <laughs> and you're like, your roots are terrible. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. And you grab another one, you pull it out. It's like they, they have no roots. They can't, they can't hold on to anything because the rock is right there. The, the dust is too shallow. You see trees, little skinny, scrawny little trees hanging off the sides of cliffs. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. They're hanging off the sides of the cliffs. You got all the forests down below, these huge, massive, beautiful pines, and then this one little scraggly tree hanging off the side of the cliff. And he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> the wind is blowing it. Ah! <laughs> you know? And then, of course, the first snow happens, and that tree goes all the way down to the bottom, right? Because it can't handle any pressure, right? It can't even, some of these trees, they actually can't even handle the thunder. It's not even a physical abuse or a physical attack. It is a breath. It is noise. A thunder quakes them right out of the side of the cliff and they fall away. See, Jesus said that this is the person that hears the word. And they get really excited because, oh, fire insurance, get out of hell free card. Love it. I'm in. <laughs> Maybe they go and buy a new Bible and they're like, yeah, awesome, got me a new Bible. And everybody's like, wow, look how, look how much they've grown. Wow, look at the transformation. Wow. But they got their new fancy Bible, but they never open it. And the first time somebody says something at school or work, about, oh, you're, you're Christian now? Like, they go, oh, uh, uh, well, uh. And then we never see them again. They disappear. Because they didn't last. They didn't get rooted in the word, right? These are the kinds of people that, you know, they, they got a, a, a tough boss. Maybe you. Maybe you're in this. Maybe the, your heart is this soil right now. You got a tough boss, and you're like, why would God give me a tough boss? Maybe you lost your grandpa, and you're like, how could, like, what? Maybe, maybe you lost your job, or, or, or you're failing a class, or whatever the case may be. Whatever that pressure is, it's enough to knock you down. It's enough to make you turn away from this great news that you heard. These are the kind of people that say, oh, I tried that whole Jesus thing, but it didn't really work out for me. You've heard it. You, you guys have heard this. You've heard people say this. I tried that whole Jesus thing. But they don't recognize that this whole Jesus thing, it's not a whole Jesus thing. It is a relationship with the almighty God and king of the universe. The king of angel armies. The alpha, the omega. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. They don't recognize that it is a relationship, and relationships require nurturing. They require time and development. They require communication. And what do we have? The very word of God. <laughs> to develop our relationship with him. To get to know him better. Then we got the next heart. Check this one out. You guys are going to like this one. The preoccupied heart. Now, Christians, Christians, be very, 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 very careful. Because many of you are thinking, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm not in those ones. Those ones are bad. You don't want to be in those ones. Well, this one might be the one that trips you up. Be 
careful. Be careful. The preoccupied heart, the, the, the seed that falls on the soil with the thorns, Jesus explains it like this. The seeds that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries. Huh? Worries? Riches and pleasures. And they do not mature. See, some of you might be thinking already, like, oh, well, you know, I've been in the church for 5, 10, 15. I've been coming to church for forever. Where, if you really take an honest look at your growth in your relationship with God, how far did you come from that first day? How far have you come from that first day? Have you gotten nowhere? Have you gotten couple of steps. We're talking about next steps. Literally, we talk about next steps all the time. Taking our next steps in faith with God. Developing our relationship and understanding that if we know the word, if we are in the word and rooted, if we are rooted in his word, we will know him better. We will know how he loves us better and we will know how to love him better. But this, this word of God right? We all know. It's a God-breathed word. This often takes a back seat to a lot of other things we do. And the problem is, is that if we ignore or neglect the word of God, then we are ignoring and neglecting our relationship with God. Is this too hard? Are you tracking with me? This is tough. Let me, I, let, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let me show you. That last time, too. <laughs> oh, man, this is heavy. <sighs> oh, it really is heavy. <laughs> All right, so we've got the Word of God, right? And this is, and we know, as Christians, we know that the Word of God should be preeminent in our life, and we should be a, a getting into the Word daily, right? Okay. But, Pastor Zach, wait, 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 wait. I'm really busy. Like, you don't even know. Like, I'm busy, okay? Busy. Busy. How many times do you say busy a day? Please, uh, come on. I know. Let's be honest. I'm busy. I'm really, really busy. And it's really hard for me to find 15 because, you know, man, I just got so many things. Well, let's see. What kind of distractions do we got in my big bag of distractions here? Ooh, yes, I like this one. Uh, money, anybody? Uh, this is Andrew Fox's money, so I can't give it to you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but money, right? Because uh, who carries money nowadays? But whatever. Thank you, Andrew. Um, money. Ooh, yeah. You know what? We need money. And oh, yeah. Well, I got to get all this money because I got to, you know, I got to feed my kids and I got to, you know, I got to I gotta be able to, uh, you know, you know, put a roof over their head and whatever else I can, you know, do with money and, and uh Oh, but you know what? I, because of this money, because I need this money, I also got to get that promotion. Because, you know, I'll get, if I get that promotion, I'll have more money to, you know, be generous to God. Really? Come on now. Come on. Let's be honest. If you're not already generous, <laughs> what is a promotion going to do that's going to make you generous? No, no, that's an attitude of the heart. Okay. That's an attitude of the heart. But, okay, money money's important, okay. Um, but, you know, I got to go to work and, and get all this money because, uh, you know what, let's see. Uh, oh, 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 
because I run that really awesome house, like in suburbia, like the one Pastor Zach's talking about. <laughs> I really want that one, the one that has no trees, because you know, I mean, right? Come on, and and because if I could get this house, it'll just be so much better. So I gotta I gotta work extra hours, you know, just to, just to make up for things. What else? What else? Oh, oh, I know. Don't judge me now. Okay, here we go. I really want a sick truck. Okay. Let's be real. I want the truck that's jacked up and like awesome. And I, before you guys say, hey, that looks like Pastor Zach's truck. I know, jerks. Okay. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I see it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's working on me too. Okay. But I mean, really, you want that awesome truck. But so we're going to, you know, I got I to gotta focus on that so I can I can make sure to get this really awesome truck. Oh, oh, or or that sports car. Man, that one that's like really fast. Like, and and when you turn it on, you're like, whoo, listen to that. You could hear how cool it is, right? <laughs> or, or or the luxury. Oh, I need that luxurious, beautiful luxury car. Of course, of course, of course. We need, you know, it's needs and wants. It's need, that's a need, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Hmm, what else? Oh, but by the way, when I buy this house and car, they're gonna be looking so fantastic because I'm going to have the best yard, by the way. Uh, I'm going to be the only one in Colorado with grass, so boom, in your face. Uh, and I'll have a tree that's not dead. Um, let's see. What else do we got in here? Oh, oh, I know. Some people are really into technology, right? Um, I got You got to have the coolest, most awesome next-gen tech, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, this thing is still on. Okay, I don't know how much battery life this has, but awesome. I mean, I could play this thing for days, man. Get on that. Uh, shoot, y'all play Beat Saber? You know what I'm talking about? You're over here like doing this thing? Man, you could play this for days. I don't even have to live real life. I could literally just live in this virtual world. Who needs to eat? That is pretty cool. I didn't know it was on. <laughs> All right, what else do we got in here? Uh, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Where are you? Where did you go? Here we go. Oh, who likes video games? Uh, yeah, I know. I got a couple of video games. Uh, did you hear that there's a new PlayStation out? I mean, awesome. You could play that. I mean, it is so cool. You can literally play this for years. I mean, years until they come out with the next one, and then you got to buy that one because, you know, that's, that's how they do. But, I mean, it's so awesome. You're not going to play much with the Xbox controller, though, so we'll, we'll see how that works later. Okay. All right. Let's put this here. Let's put this here. We're, we're starting to fill up here. All right. Let's see what else I got. Uh, oh, I know. I got one. Uh, Pastor Zach, this one. This one. I'm really trying to work on myself right now. Like, I'm really trying to take steps. Like, so uh, I'm trying to eat healthy and, like, work out and like get yoked you know what I'm saying trying to get yoked and uh and so I'm gonna work out like a lot I'm gonna like work out like a ton who knows if that's gonna break the PlayStation we'll see uh but you know what I you know I, I want to get so yoked I'm gonna start doing two a days that's what I'm gonna do yeah 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 so I got I got that okay all right all right let's get some two days in here boy man we're starting to get stacked up in here okay what else do we got Ooh, if I haven't hit you yet, don't worry. Your turn's coming. All right. Hey, ooh, how about sports? Who likes sports in here? Yeah, okay. Oh, Broncos? Yeah, that's sweet. There you go. Uh, what else we got? Oh, hockey. Who likes hockey? The Avalanche? There you go. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, wait, 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 God. Wait, listen, it's, uh, 
it's baseball season, so I'll see you in a couple months, okay? No big deal. We'll, we'll get back to this, okay? Baseball, you know, I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, they really need me for spring training, okay? I mean, whatever. No big deal. Ooh, how about this one? Anybody got a tablet? Huh? Anybody got a tablet? What do you do? How many hours do you spend looking at uh, politics online? How many hours do you spend looking at stocks online? I know some of you young people are like, oh, dang. <laughs> stocks. He caught us. Come on, I read the news too. <laughs> Everybody, buy GameStop, you crazies. But how, much, how many hours do you spend doing that stuff? Some of you are going to hate this one. Some of you parents. How about kids' activities? Oh, my son's got basketball, and this son's got this, and this son's got this, and this son's got I don't got time. I don't have any time. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And yet, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? Grab your phone, pull up the InstaFace, Graham book, Twits, whatever it is. And you spend two hours there before you go off to work. How many of y'all been down that YouTube rabbit trail? Uh, you laugh because, come on, you're like three hours later, you're like, what? What time is it? It's midnight. I got to go to bed. My bedtime was like two hours ago. YouTube rabbit trails. Where did all our time go? Oh. Oh, now I see it. So wait, you're busy. Now, I think it's important for you guys to recognize that these are all things that I, like, literally pulled out of my own house. Okay? So tell me you're busy, please. <laughs> Don't I know it? Don't I know it? We're all busy. But when I look at this pile of stuff, I go, where is the word of God in my life? If, the, if I look at this pile of my life, where is the word? See, it's only when we start pulling the word out and we go, no, 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 no. All this other stuff is going to come under the word. Everything in this pile is going to come under the word in my life. See, I started waking up at 5.30 in the morning, and I've been waking up at 5.30 in the morning for the last several weeks. Why? Why? Because I'm a lunatic. Sure, probably. But why? Because I was at my wit's end. I said, God, I do not know how to do this. I am out of time, and I do not understand why. And I said, God, okay, here's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to wake up at 5.30 because I have not figured out how else to have time to work out, to get in the word of God, to go to work, to spend time with my wife, to spend time with my children. It's a lot of things that you got to get in. But check this out. This is great. This is actually in my notes, but... God totally smacked me down with this one. I love it. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening, let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which will succeed. 
I don't know what's going to happen throughout the day. And I don't know how tired I'm going to be. I'm probably going to be pretty tired, okay? <laughs> Look, I get it. Look at all this stuff. Look at all the things we have. I'm going to be tired at the end of the day. And if I'm tired at the end of the day, I may fall asleep before I get to this in the evening. So I need to make sure that this has precedence. This has preeminence. This, the word of God getting rooted and found in the foundation of Christ's cornerstone, right? Jesus is the word. If I get rooted there, then I'm solid. Because if I'm rooted here, and this takes preeminence and, and, and precedence over everything else, what happens? It flows out into everything else I've got. So when I work out, I think to myself, God, if I am going to be a vessel for you, let me be a vessel that is healthy. When, I, uh, when, when people play video games, they go, God, if I'm going to play video games, I'm going to play with a friend so that I can build my relationship with them because that's where they are. I'm going to meet them where they are, but I'm going to love them too much to leave them there. I'm not telling you all these things are bad. This little pink helmet is adorable, by the way. This fits a little blonde girl's head. <laughs> and she rolls around playing roller hockey with a bunch of boys. And I love it. <laughs> one of my favorite things. It's one of the great joys I have. I'm not telling you that this is bad. What I'm telling you is, is that if I prioritize this over my heart, my relationship with Christ, then it is bad. Do we understand? Because if my children are going to play sports, great. Why? Because they are going to learn teamwork. They're going to learn how to overcome obstacles. They're going to learn how to be good winners, but they're also going to learn how to lose. They're going to learn that their dad loves them no matter what and that I, he will encourage them. And build into them. And when they lose, he will say, that's okay, let's go. We can get better and we can do better for next time. So yes, these are good things. But in the right place. These are good things if they're in the right place. Now, let's see if I got any space up here. <laughs> we'll just go with that. So I look, I look at the psalmist's prayer, right? And he, and he says, uh, turn my eyes away from worthless things and give me life according to your word. If your word is within me, it will overflow onto everything else and it will produce fruit in my life. And that is where we get to the attentive heart, the fourth kind of heart that Jesus talked about. This is the good soil. As for the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast uh, in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with perseverance. With perseverance, we can produce 30, 60, or even 100 times more fruit. It's funny how when you get your priorities in order and you get God first in your life and you say, God, I'm going to soften myself. I'm going to soften the soil within me so that I can receive from you that you can be rooted in me, God, so that your roots can dig in and, and, and interweave with every part of my being. It's amazing how much time you actually do have. Because everything else gets put into perspective when we look through God's lens, right? When we see the way that God sees it. 
Uh, take special note of this word perseverance. It means it's not a one-time deal. It means it's not like, oh, okay, God, be attentive. And then off I go somewhere else. Each and every day, the attentive person is the one who hears the word, hears it, receives the word, and lives it, right? The one that takes the faith, they put their faith into action. They're the ones that hear the word and they go, oh God, you are too good for me to run from. You are too good for me to get distracted from. You, God, are the one I want to see. The attentive heart. This, this is the person that when they hear, they look at God and they say, I'm going to draw nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer every single day. It's a choice. It's a choice to be hard soil, hardened soil. It's a choice to be rocky soil. It's a choice to be soil filled up with other seeds. It's also a choice to be the good soil. See, the really, really scary thing about this is, is that we're not always going to make it. We're going to fail to be the attentive soil sometimes. The really, really amazing truth of the gospel is that we don't have to stay as hard and sore. We don't have to stay as the bad soil. We can choose to get in the word and, and get ourselves rooted. We can choose to open our hearts and say, God, rip me aside. We can have David's prayer. God, search me. Search me into the crevices that I don't want you to go. Search me. Because you know me better than I know myself. Help me to soften my soil. I want to be that kind of soil that you, you ever pulled a potted plant out of a, out of a pot and pull the plant and all the soil comes up with it. I want to be that kind of soul. So that no matter what, death, life, nothing can come between the love that Jesus has for me. I want to be that kind of soul that's so gripped on and so intertwined with the root, the word, that nobody can pull it away from me. That when they pull it out of the pot, I'm right there. And I won't let go. That's the kind of soul we want to be. Really, what we're left with is what kind of soil are you? Really. This is going to take a check. This is going to take a heart check. Because you're going to have to be honest with yourself. What kind of soil are you right now? Or what kind of soil do you want to be? Know which one I want to be. Do you want to be that kind of soul too? Do you want to be the kind of soul that's soft, where God can break into your life? His roots can grow down deep within you. And you can experience transformation in your life. You can experience reward in your life and blessing in your life. That's the kind of soul I want to be. Let me read this quote for you guys by J.I. Packer, and, and then we'll close. But I thought it was just, it was just so perfect for this. 
He said, the healthy Christian has a sense of God's presence stamped deep on his soul. The, the roots have grown deep. He trembles at God's word. He recognizes that God, this is the word of the living God. He lets it dwell in him richly by constant meditation upon it. And he tests and reforms his life daily in response to it. The word of God is what we need in our lives in order for us to get to know God better, to get to know how he loves us better, to get to know how we can love him better. And it will pour out onto everything else in our lives. If, if we put it forward, if we put it on top, if we give it a place of honor, putting it first. Let's pray. Father, as we pray today, God, before we leave, Father, I pray that you'll rip our hearts anew, tear open the soil, the hardened soil. God, don't let us be stuck like hardened clay or rock, God. When we pray to you, God, let us ask, God, search us. Open us anew. Fill us with yourself. Let your roots grow deep within us so that nothing can separate. God, turn our eyes away from worthless things so that we can live according to your word. Because in the end, that's how we'll bear fruit. Don't let us be blown down by snow or hail. Don't let us fall from the quake or the wind or the sound, the noise. Father, focus us. Holy Spirit, focus us in our faith and our perseverance in the Word. So ultimately, God, we can give glory to you in all that we do, in every aspect of our lives. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you would keep us constantly vigilant every single day as we go into our weeks. Father, we love you. We praise your son, Jesus' name. And everybody said,